On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, Sean and I go through part 5B, targeting lookalike audiences. This is in our six-part Double Your Return on Ad Spend series, and uh, I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know something super exciting. We have rebranded our podcast to be the Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. We're so excited about this because we want to bring you the most amazing content when it comes to your e-commerce business. We want to help you scale. All of that being said, we have an amazing resource that we want to share with you. It's calculators, marketing calculators to figure out how much you can afford to spend on your marketing. We've got three different calculators on the website. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator. Now, on to today's episode. Shawnee boy, we are on part 5B of our double year return on ad spend series. Today we're talking about look-alike audiences. Jordan, what the heck is a look-alike audience? Well, first of all, we this this whole five A and B, you know, catastrophe here that we have <laughs> is really because targeting is, though I don't think it's the most important thing, it's still incredibly important to know your target demographic. So last time we talked all about interest targeting. Today we're going to talk about lookalike audiences. So, what is a lookalike audience? You ask. What is it? Well, lookalike audience is an audience that. You, so essentially, you put in a seed audience. You tell Facebook, these are the people who purchase from me, or these are the people who are on my email list. So they then put them into their system, and then they find the top whatever percent that you decide. So let's say 1% of Americans that look just like your seed audience. Based on their 5 billion data points they have on the average American, exactly. Canadian, whoever person. Yeah, it, it's crazy how um, all of that data stuff that w- we all feel so weird about, ultimately as brands and marketers, it, it, it really helps us out. It lets, it lets Facebook generate new like new buyer profiles for you that you wouldn't otherwise have access to based on your current buyers. Yes, yes, totally. Now, it's really important. I'll, I'll go through a bit of the checklist that we use when we're looking at people's lookalike audiences. So number one, your seed audience the audience that you plug in and you tell Facebook, find people that look just like this needs to be big enough, right? Minimum a thousand, minimum, like any less than that. And don't do lookalike audiences. Now, if you have more than a thousand, awesome. Um, I'd say 10,000 is a really nice number, um, 5,000. So let's say that you have 500 purchasers in the last month but you have an Instagram profile with 30,000 people who like your page. I would much rather pick the 30,000 people, right? To give Facebook a much better idea of the type of people that follow you than that smaller 500 person list of purchasers. With one caveat, with one caveat, as long as you haven't built your audience using bots. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Then that's gonna be a garbage lookalike audience and don't do it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Now, rule of thumb here for lookalike audiences is that Purchasers will always be your best audience. Purchasers with value attached to them will be even better. So if you're running Shopify, you can actually plug that audience straight into Facebook, which is incredible. Um, They'll actually, uh, they, they have an integration where they can actually get that customer value and it will be constantly fed into the system. So George, here's a, here's a strategic question for you. 
would you be able to then segment and create different lookalike audiences based on the purchase value? So you could have a high value lookalike mm -hmm. audience versus mm -hmm. say a mid value versus a low value. Can you do it on your own? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you could, you could, you could totally do it. Um, you could uh, take that spreadsheet and then you could go to the, uh, you know, put it up. So it's all the high value people. And if you have, you know, at least a thousand people in that lookalike or in that, um, uh, you can then plug those people into Facebook. Um, we have um, like AI type of software that we actually use um, to do that. So we'll create lookalike audiences based off of people who have purchased a lot at once. So it's the kind of person that purchases, um, you know, say three or $400 at a time, doesn't purchase too often. Those are the kind of people I want to go after because then my return on ad spend is going to be phenomenal. Those are going to be some beautiful retargeting campaigns and beautiful cold lookalike campaigns as well. Yes. Yes. Gorgeous. Yes, totally. So a couple more things to think about with lookalike audiences. Um, one of the questions that we always ask when we audit accounts is, is your lookalike audience large enough? Well, Sean, how big is, is big it? enough? <laughs> like we said, it needs to be a minimum of, uh, oh, is, is your lookalike audience? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I don't even have the sheet in front of me, just like you do. So why don't you just, why don't you tell us? You tell me. So, so um, the, your lookalike audience needs to be at least a million people. That's what I was going to say, but I, I just, I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Totally, totally. Now I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to talk to you guys about um, one really interesting thing that we've been seeing lately and we've been seeing lookalike audiences. This is no word of a lie. And this is for more like on the consumer goods side. So a little less niche down, something that all of us are going to be, using at some point we've seen lookalike audiences of 40 million do better than these like niche targeted audiences that are like you know say 800,000 to a million and why like, why, facebook, why do you think that is it's because facebook knows what they're doing right so give facebook a little bit more leeway um now you need to put a good seed in there right the seed that we put into this particular um audience is like 10,000 people right but we're running it to a, an audience in the States that's about 40 million people and the return on ad spend is like double any other campaign. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, this is totally different than like four or five years ago where you'd say like, no, no, keep your lookalikes like really small and, and, and really targeted. No, now let Facebook do their thing. Cause they know what they're doing. They know when people are in that buying cycle. They know when people have gone to websites looking for these particular things because the Facebook pixel is on so many websites across the web. Um, just trust them, trust them. They know what they're doing. So Jordan, here, here's a question for you. Um, what is the, what is the deal with um, uh, consent? Do you need to get people's consent to add them onto a lookalike audience? You do not. Um, well, so you do need their consent to add them to a custom audience. So if this is a custom audience that you're using, that is not your purchasers, right? Because those people, you do own their data, right? So you are allowed to use their, their data, but if you're going to use them for a custom audience, yes, you do need to have explicit um, consent. So if you're going to upload an email list for into a custom audience, then yes, you do need that consent. Um, as far as purchasers from Shopify, those people have purchased from you, you own that data. Um, you are allowed to feed that into, uh, into Facebook. Totally. Yeah. You are not allowed to sell that data. Nope. Do not sell that data. And, and even if you, you, you're allowed to don't do it, it's not a good practice. There's a lot better ways to make money than selling data. <laughs> so, so Jordan, 
would you say that you should have a different type of offer or different messaging for the lookalike audiences versus um, actual legit retargeted um, true audiences? Or do you think that it's, it's perfect across the board? It, it's, still, uh, it's still valid. Well, I would use the same messaging that you're going to be using for any of your cold audiences, right? Um, I'd be using the same types of images that have worked for other cold audiences. Um, I wouldn't worry about, um, about diving too deep into different kind of messaging just for them, but don't do any kind of interest-based messaging for them. Like yeah. say that you were targeting lawyers before and you're like, hey, lawyers in the United States, your lookalike audience is not going to necessarily be those lawyers. Don't use that kind of that kind of language um, in your ad copy. <laughs> Just because you yeah, may I mean, think that you know your purchasers um, doesn't mean that that's necessarily um, going to be the case with your lookalike audiences. Well, I've I've mentioned uh, I've mentioned this before in, in previous episodes where I've been targeted by ads calling me out, except for it's not me at all. And I'm always wondering to myself, why am I getting this ad? But it's probably because of sloppy lookalike campaigns is really what it is. I got lumped in because I looked, or I, I looked to Facebook like one of their buyers except yeah. for they started calling me out as as like the owner of a concrete driveway paver company <laughs> yeah totally it will get like on our uh, facebook accounts and, and instagram we'll get ads like that often because we have clients in different spaces right like um i'm sure you get e-commerce store owner right like kind of ads um i feel like i get more marketing from marketers than i do from actual brands these days <laughs> yeah totally um, one thing to, to note when you're getting these ads in your newsfeed to get ideas, just click the, why am I seeing this ad? And you'll see most of the time it's because you're on a lookalike, um, audience of their customers. That is a, that's a great tip yeah. great for, for, for research even. Totally. So let's talk about what kind of seed audiences you can create lookalikes based off of. Mm. So let's dig in. At the very, very top of the pyramid is going to be um, uh, your purchasers with lifetime value, right? So if you have their LTV, you then know that these types of people, and hopefully you've got a thousand of them with high um, uh, order value, you know that those thousand people are going to be the kind of people you want to find all over North America or wherever you're advertising. Um, Number you're two. also you're, you're also with with those, those high lifetime value um, customers. You're also going to be comfortable with a higher cost per acquisition to get them as well because you know that they're going to spend more money. Totally, so it, it changes the strategy. Mm -hmm. Sorry, just have a little bit of water here. Um, one thing um, to note, basically, as I tell you about what best seed audiences are, you're going to notice something here. It looks just like the funnel but backwards, <laughs> right? So like next I would look, like if you don't have quite enough for purchasers. So first you go purchasers with lifetime value, then you go purchasers. Then next I would look at um, initiate checkout, right? Cause that's the next part um, in the funnel backwards. Um, so I'd go to initiate checkouts. And if you've got more initiate checkouts, which generally you're gonna have probably double initiate checkouts than you actually have purchases. So maybe go to initiate checkout create a lookalike based off of them. Um, and again, if you have Shopify, this will all integrate beautifully into um, ads manager um, uh, and audience manager. Um, then you're gonna look at abandoned carts. Then you're gonna maybe look at page views, but probably before page views, I know that this is a little counterintuitive, but I'd probably go to subscribers before that. And why is that? So your email list, people who have actually put down information to want to um, potentially purchase from you or get a discount code. Um, so I'd look at those subscribers, which are kind of in that 
maybe they are actually a little bit farther down the funnel. Um, so I get those subscribers. So email subscribers, that's a really good one to build your, um, your list off of. Um, after email subscribers, uh, I'd probably then look at your Facebook page, build a lookalike um, off of your fans, uh, build a lookalike off of your Instagram following. Um, another one, if you're running videos, um, I run a lookalike based off of 75% view of your video. Um, that's that's such a good great. audience. Yeah, yeah, or even 100% views. If you've got, um, you know, we had uh, a client that we worked with for a long time who would have millions of organic views on every single video. Um, those are amazing seed audiences, right? Well, those are amazing retargeting audiences at the same time too, right? Um, to move people farther down into the funnel. Um, really, if you have data on it, you can make a lookalike out of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's such a great tool to have. I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine Facebook ads without lookalike audiences. So if you're not using lookalike audiences, you're crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys now see why we made a separate episode. Just it's a completely different rabbit hole. Like it, it goes down a lot deeper than we're even going to cover today, but that's, it's, it's amazing. When, when I, when I first got into marketing like years and years and years ago, and I discovered that you could do look like audiences, it almost felt like it was black magic. Yeah. Yeah. And it really now, is. Once you have the, the data, it's, that's where you actually get these massive results from. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I know, I know that data is a weird thing and you you know, a lot of us, you know, we want more privacy than we have these days, but that's never going to happen. So just embrace the fact that now that all of our data is out there, put it to work. Put it to work for your look like audience. Use that black magic. Use that black magic. Embrace it. <laughs> well, I hope that you guys got a lot out of this one. Um, if you guys have any questions about lookalike audiences, or or even if I know it's one of the you know calls to action that we have throughout this, but really, if you guys want to get a, a look at. Uh, you know, us to have a look and our team to have a look at your ad accounts and what you guys are doing and how you could be potentially doubling your return on ad spend. Uh, think about that. You'd be spending the same amount and with a few tweaks, double your return. So feel free to reach out to us. It's something we love to do for people. We've done hundreds of these audits before. Um, so if you think that, you know, your account could potentially need uh, another set of eyes, um, feel free to reach out to us. Give us a shout. We'd love to yeah. look. Yeah, totally. All right, uh, next time is going to be budget and time. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, budget. Time and money, money and time. Is there any difference? I can't even tell anymore. The lines, <laughs> they just blur. The lines blur. <laughs> All right, see you next time. Bye. Before we end, we just wanted to ask a couple of favors from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you please share it with your friends and leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts? That would really help. Also, we have an amazing new free resource for you guys. It's marketing calculators. It'll help you figure out what your break-even return on ad spend is and more. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator to find out more. Have a great week.